Hello and welcome to the Green Business Podcast, a show about climate entrepreneurs and their exciting businesses. I am your host Bharti for these weekly conversations about scaling up a climate-driven business. My guest today is Achitra Borgohai from Bin Bag Recycling. Binbag helps businesses manage their e-waste and currently operates two recycling units. It has also developed a marketplace Cycloza which connects recyclers with potential customers and other ecosystem members such as metal scrap dealers, transporters etc. Cycloza aims to improve the profitability of small recyclers by providing them market related information and also by cutting down their overheads. Prior to being an entrepreneur, Achitra had a stint as a VC when he worked with Gujarat Venture Finance Limited as an investment manager. Uh, Achitra thought that being a founder was far more rewarding, so he decided to switch sides. Uh, hello, Achitra. Welcome to the show. Looking forward to our conversation today. Hi, Bharti. Thank you for having me and the nice introduction. I look forward to chatting with you. Right. Uh, so, Achitra, let's start with e-waste. Uh, why did you want to tackle e-waste? And also, uh, tell us the story behind Bin Bag. Sure. Uh, so, e-waste was a personal problem that I was trying to solve. Uh, so, about seven years back, uh, when I could not find an easy, hassle-free way to, uh, you know, give away my computers, printers, etc. So, I was looking for solutions in the market as to who would come and take it and of course give it to the send it to the right place um, but there was none so uh, that was kind of the seeding of thought for starting something that collects e-waste from household and sends it to the recycler now the initial idea of course was not to you know uh, have recycling units, but to create a network of uh, informal uh, sector or the kabadiwalas that already exist in the ecosystem, mm-hmm. and they would inter- collect it from households and send it to the recyclers. So that was kind of the starting point. Uh, of course, uh, I uh, did not know how the supply chain works. So, uh, like any uh, entrepreneur, I jumped into it and started collecting e-waste door-to-door in my car. Uh, The name Binbag came from actually that uh, point when, you know, I would actually uh, put a lot of uh, e-waste in a bag, a polythene bag or a a carry bag, and then uh, look for an e-waste bin to drop it. (laughs) So that's how I combined this bin and bag. Okay. Okay. Good. And uh, so you started as someone who was collecting waste from individuals and giving it to recyclers, right? And then yes. over a period of time, you have set up recycling units, and now I see that you are setting up a marketplace as well. So, so let's talk about how your business model has evolved over these seven years. See, uh, yeah. Uh, the evolution happened as we started uh, working on the ground. 
right so it was a market feedback customer feedback that was coming to us to uh i won't say a pivot but uh the every step of this uh, journey has uh, you know evolved as we got into uh, you know different uh, customer segments which to start with was the individual homes um, but uh, the economics of it was difficult for us to make it work Mm-hmm. so we looked at uh, the smb segment where we also felt that that uh, segment was overlooked by most recyclers because they do not generate uh, enough volume for them so uh, yeah i mean we uh, went to few smbs to start dealing with again with a very similar model that we will collect and aggregate from you and give it to the recyclers but as you deal with one or two the fifth guy will say no we only want to give it directly to the recyclers right. yeah it right? and not any mail yeah brand. true right. so again that that is a feedback that we started getting from the market as we wanted see first one or two is fine but as you start yeah, going scaling. beyond certain mm-hmm. numbers yeah no yes scaling uh, you start getting feedback from the market so so that was the again a trigger for us to say okay uh if we have to even serve the smbs we need to have our own recycling units so uh first one we set it up in uh, 2018 uh in andhra uh, very close to bangalore uh, and karnataka andhra border that's place called hindupur where we set up the first recycling unit uh, uh again uh, i mean as we started looking how do you uh, grow you know we also had this understanding that maybe a centralized model of having one recycling unit in one place and trying to source material across india may not work hmm. the cost of transportation and logistics becomes very high so uh yeah so the next insight uh, that we had was to how do we create decentralized distributed mini recycling plants which have lower overheads and are able to sell low value waste locally mm, yeah so 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 th- that's how we uh, also saw northeast as an opportunity where uh, there are eight states uh, to uh, count but uh, not a single uh, e-waste recycling unit right now so that's why we had set up the next uh, recycling unit in the northeast which is currently the only uh, recycling unit in the entire northeast and yeah that's again is a small plant uh, right. but yeah we have a very decent set of customers here yes so good and then from there now you you are setting up a marketplace as well so so let's talk about this transition now okay great yeah so uh I think a problem like waste uh, cannot be solved by pure tech uh, solutions. Hmm. Uh, it is a combination of hardware and software. And to some extent we understood the hardware market which is basically the recycling yeah. units, right? So uh and that is when once we have understood how recycling economics work and uh, and we had a uh, we ha- now have actually more than 50 b2b customers across india uh that's when you look to scale right uh that's when you want 
fifty to become five hundred, and about thousand tons that we have recycled so far to become a million ton. Right. right. So how do you do that? And that's where I think scale uh, requires you to have uh, technology. Hmm. And as we wanted to reach out to more customers, right? Uh, the problem, of course, was do we have our own sales force on the ground, which is a very high cost effort, right? Uh, to set up a yes. uh, sales force on the ground who goes and meets uh, offices every day in, day out, who may or may not be ready to dispose now, but maybe after three months or after six months, right? And that's where a, re- a marketplace like Cyclosa comes in, where we are not only enabling the recyclers to find customers who may not be ready now, but eventually down the line, maybe three months, six months down the line, as long as the brand Cyclosa is visible, whenever they want to dispose e-waste, they will come there. Right? And the recyclers in turn will be able to get, get leads through this platform, also manage their operations, and finally sell the uh, recyclables in the marketplace. Now, why do we build a platform like this when you know, the next question would be that when there are already a lot of uh, marketplaces and that exist. So the way we looked at it is, okay, what are the existing solutions in the market? Uh, almost everyone today is a uh, seller-centric auction platform. I list my waste, recyclers bid for it, and I sell it. Now the problem for such this thing is, I mean, it is obvious that it is not recycler friendly. Hmm. And of course, as a recycler, I want new customers. But beyond that, I have a lot of other operations to be managed. One, even if I have got the lead, right? Even if I have closed the deal, right? There are a lot of back-end operations that I need to do. Which is, for example, if I get a, uh, say, a customer in Mumbai and my plant is in Bangalore, right? How do I get the best price to transport that material back to Bangalore, right? Can, if I need to go and evaluate the material, right, in Mumbai, and I have to send somebody from Bangalore to Mumbai and back, come back, there's a huge cost again, right? Can I use a local entrepreneur there, Hmm. right? So these are the problems, uh, Arti, we face ourselves, right, as a recycler, right? And we are translating that experience or that uh, domain expertise, if I can call that, Hmm. into a platform that will enable recyclers to do everything that I have told you now, right? Not just find customers. It's not an auction platform. Hmm? Yes. Yes. So if I understood it correct, uh, what you're saying is that Cycloza is recycler oriented, which other marketplaces are not, and and you aim to you know make it easier for them to do business. Uh, yes, you're right. Right. Okay. So now, if we look at this industry uh, or or any waste industry for that matter, uh, there is lot of opaqueness about pricing. You know, members, ecosystem members don't trust each other. And as a as a buyer or as a seller, I don't really know how much should I pay for a 
for a particular uh, you know piece of waste so does your platform address it in any way great question actually this is one of the you uh, know primary features or the key benefit of the platform where we are using uh, artificial intelligence and advanced technologies huh. to tell to tell uh, even customers what is the price that you should expect right okay uh, and for the recyclers when they are asked to bid for a uh, lot right and they have quoted let's say x right today Mm-hmm. now a typical b2b transaction would take anything anywhere between 2 weeks to 4 weeks right? but at end of the 4 weeks if you ask me to give a revised quote right as a recycler i need to know if any increase is possible right and that would depend on a lot on the commodity prices what is the current plastic yeah. prices right right what are the uh, current metal prices right now I cannot if I give you a quote blindly saying okay I'll give you an increase uh, I'll revise the quote upwards right I may not be able to sell and get my price hmm. right because let's say between this four weeks the commodity prices have crashed right but in case the commodity prices have increased I should be able to give you a much better price because I want to win the deal yeah right so these are the way uh, I mean Uh, ways where technology can come in right uh, especially artificial intelligence where you are also doing uh, proper or i would say intelligent matchmaking uh, what i mean by that is you as a buyer right have a preference for uh, laptops and not electrical goods like say an ac huh. right okay. a typical platform will show you everything moment you log in hmm. right but if there is an intelligent matchmaking where every time a lot or a computer or a laptop lot comes in is when is shown to you as the first lot to be in the platform then suddenly there is more uh, value for you right you are more interested in the platform yeah right? similarly somebody may have preference for air conditioners or refrigerators they don't want to be bombarded with uh, you know laptops and computers so those kind of intelligent matchmaking will also happen in the platform okay and uh, you know e-waste is a small market in india maybe you know 300 400 recyclers so 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 given that it is addressing a small you know small audience is it a viable uh, op- you know is it a viable proposition you know, how 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 are you planning to monetize your platform sure Okay, uh, let me uh, answer the first question, which is the small market. Right. You're saying so when you are saying small market, it is yes on the supply side, right? Uh, there is a number of recyclers, and when you say recyclers, these are the authorized uh, pollution board authorized recyclers. Yeah, correct. It is around three hundred. I mean that market looks small, but I'll come to that. Right. but if you look from the e-waste generation point of view hmm. right uh india is the third largest generator of e-waste at about 3 million tons generated every year right so uh that that's a huge market i mean if you take the thumb roll of 1 million ton 
uh, e-waste is equivalent to $1 billion market size. We're talking about a $3 billion worth of e-waste being mm. generated in India. And only 10% gets recycled. Yeah. Right? So, so you can see from the demand side that there's a huge gap, right? That uh, can be fulfilled. Right? Mm. Now, whether this 300 recyclers are enough, yes, that's a uh, you know question, which uh, I think needs to be addressed. Not just uh, we as a company, but the government as a whole. Where? Uh, how do you incentivize more and more uh, recycling it's units to yeah. come? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So what that means is when I said 3 million tons being generated, this 300 plus recyclers put together have a installed capacity of 1 million tons. right? So which is just one third. Mm-hmm. Now what you need is more and more recyclers to come in. Now how do, why will they come in is when you make the uh, you know, ease of entry, right? When you make the ease of doing business for these recyclers to come in. Right? So, the, I, I mean, to increase the supply side, uh, a lot more interventions are required, mm-hmm. which is sometimes regulatory and sometimes also willingness of people to join an industry which is kind of tabooed, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, do I want to work in waste? Right? So, Many of the existing uh, recyclers have come from uh, the informal sector to formal. Hmm. Like you talked about regulation, Chitra. Uh, so sure. regulations, uh, they play an important role in this industry. I mean, whether globally or in India. And, and in India, we have to some extent benefited from the EPR regulations, which came in maybe five years back. So do you think we have enough regulations and incentives for the industry to prosper? Oh yes, I think uh, starting 2011 when the first EVS regulations uh, came mm. in, right. Right, uh, there has been a lot of change. There has been a lot of positive uh, movement towards uh, recycling of e-waste in a scientific manner. Mm. Uh, the EPR regulation was formulated in the 2016 updated uh, yeah. e-waste management rules mm. and I think that is a very very positive step towards uh, recycling more and more e-waste in the formal sector. So EPR as we know is um, mandates the manufacturers to take back a uh, certain percentage of the e-waste in the market and recycle it through the recyclers and the PRO ecosystem. And I think uh, that is uh, definitely uh, is going to help the recycling industry because moment there is a mandate, right? And there's a target being given to the producers. Uh, They in turn make sure that they are able to achieve such targets. And in case they are not, uh, there has been a couple of cases that I have seen in the newspaper that uh, either the import has been banned for those producers Mm. and and, uh, fine has been uh, imposed. So I think uh, between the carrot and stick, uh, (laughs) this industry will evolve. So so then whatever regulations we have, I think those are enough. And uh, and, uh, so so then do we see we still have only 10% recycling, right? 
so is there what i wanted to ask is is there something else needed to be done to make this recycling from 10% to 25% okay great so uh having worked in this industry for last 7 years right i have kind of formulated my own theory of how to increase the recycling rate in india right <laughs> and that framework i call it as 3a right a for awareness a for access and a for assets okay and let me take a minute to explain each one of them awareness is kind of uh, obvious and we it's not enough that just you and i are aware but we also need to step out and make sure that we make two others aware so that is one so awareness uh, is the first step towards taking action and that is that plays a very important role the second uh, point which is access is basically uh, how do you create an efficient collection network or the supply chain mm. where each one of us right is able to dispose of their waste any waste for them, not easy. just you yeah in a very easy hassle mm. right? because bharti you may be an environmental activist you may be a tree hugger right? but if i ask you to come 20 30 kilometers to drop off your e-waste in my recycling unit you would not yeah right you may keep it in your uh, home you will not throw it in a regular dustbin but you will not travel 20 30 kilometers to right. dispose of your e-waste and similar problem exists for even the small medium enterprises like i had told you before mm. right how do you create an easy uh, access to okay. dispose of your waste and the third is uh, the asset which is nothing but the recycling facilities, facilities yeah. right? now recycling facilities as i had told you the difference in e waste is uh, 3 million tons generated 1 million ton of installed gas mm. right so that gap needs to be filled so i think uh, to summarize this 3a if we you know work parallelly and all three are like the foundation for a circular economy that we think right is uh, assets access and awareness yeah so they are by this, this, i think we, <laughs> they are by ajitra huh? so these are four a team i know so yeah i mean i'm sure somebody else also could have come out with this but uh, yeah we we i think uh, with this 3a we can go from 10 to 15 and then 15 to 25 okay so lastly uh, achitra you know as we return to normal lives we go back to our offices uh, waste management may not be a priority for corporates or smes you know people who are your target market so so given this situation how are you going to improve traction for your recyclers uh okay so while it is not immediate right i mean mm. like you said uh, and i agree that uh, waste disposal is not uh, immediate or a top priority for a company but uh, everyone needs to dispose it right 
everyone uh, needs to comply with the regulations if not today but tomorrow yeah. right so they will have to come back to recyclers and start disposing right i mean even just to put this in context just when the first wave uh, got the first lock- lockdown got over and people started going back to uh, office in november yeah, october november of last year now between that time to march we saw a very significant growth in our traction and you know customer calls in incoming calls mm. right now the second wave has again you know kind of put it uh, yeah, on a slow mode yeah, yeah mm. put it on a slow mode but i'm sure this will come back right and many companies also look at it as you know clearing off the office space right mm. it's when they may not look at it as purely waste disposal from a uh you know scientific recycling point of view right us imagine a small medium enterprises who has limited space and suddenly your old desktop computers and printers are eating up uh, you know 100 200 square feet of the area right so that that becomes the priority then right? so so i think it will come back it may take some time uh again i agree with you this is not the top priority but uh, it is a priority nonetheless yeah and i think you're bringing uh, interesting perspective to it when you say that it is not just waste it's also a space that has to be cleared up uh, so so thank sure. you achitra for this uh, for these insights and uh, and this lovely conversation and uh, uh, here's wishing you best of luck thank you Thank you for listening to the Green Business podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to findtrain.com. Thank you so much.